0: Philippians chapter 3, if you would this morning, Philippians the third chapter, this is Communion Sunday, so we'll preach a while, and then we'll gather around the table of the Lord and receive from heaven, amen? In Philippians, now Philippi is a region that became a colony of Rome. You've all heard of the Roman Empire. Rome was a very powerful empire in that day and in that hour. And so what they would do is they would colonize in different regions and in different cities. And so Philippi was under the laws and they were under the customs of their homeland, Rome. And they were glad about it because they were beneficiaries if you will, of all of the blessings or we could say the benefits of their homeland. Now I want you to notice in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 and as we look at the word conversation, in other translations the word conversation is citizenship. Now notice with me, the apostle Paul is dealing with the church at Philippi and he said, for our conversation... Our citizenship is in heaven. From whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Though we live in this world, we are not of this world. We are residents of this world, but we are citizens spiritually of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. You see, you've already been raised up together with Him and been made to sit together with Him in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. So spiritually, you're in Christ, raised up together with Him. But we're still on this earth. Somebody says, how can that be? Well, I'm not sure, but I know that according to the Word of God, it's true. And I am looking for a city. Just like Abraham, I'm looking for a better city than Hayward. I'm looking for a better city than Union City where I live. I'm thankful for the Bay Area and I'm thankful for the cities in this area. But there is a city whose builder and maker is God Almighty. And oh, what a day it will be. When our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, we shall see. It'll be day of rejoicing. It'll be a day of great blessing. When the family in heaven and the family in earth is united together as one. You got kinfolk there. I've got kinfolk there. Are you looking for that city? Or are you too bogged down by what's going on on this earth? Is your heart being overcharged by the cares of this life? Or are you looking up? Looking up by looking unto Jesus. Now I want to pull that up in the amplified version because we're working on something today. And we'll be working on something tonight as well. Brenda usually preaches Sunday night, but she had to get the man of God's uh, laundry done. All right. Verse twenty. But we are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland, (laughs) which is in heaven. Oh, hallelujah. The word homeland there means fatherland. Heaven is our homeland. Heaven is our father's land. Jesus said, I and the father are one. And he that is joined under the Lord is one spirit. Heaven is our fatherland. It is our homeland. And the word of the Lord All day long is homeland benefits. Our homeland benefits. These benefits that we're going to talk about today do not get cashed in on when we get there. But we have the first bank of homeland. We have homeland security system. Glory to God. We've got homeland benefits. And the Apostle Paul was dealing with them at Philippi. And it brought great comfort to them when they remembered their homeland. When they remembered the land and the customs and the benefits. Now turn with me to Psalms 103 this morning, if you would. Psalms 103. And we're going to deal with some verses there. This is a tremendously huge subject. So how many of you will believe God with me today? that what needs to come forth will come forth. So, Father, we pray that utterance would be given. We pray, Lord God, for the eyes of our heart to be enlightened. And we give you glory ahead of time in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Now, the psalmist is excited. And in verse 1, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, Bless his holy name. And then he goes on in verse 2, he he repeats it, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now notice this. And forget not all of his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Now, the word benefits there is what? Singular or plural? plural? So there's more than one benefit that our homeland has issued to us. They are plural. And they are multiple. And I just want us to rehearse some of those today. For some of you, this will be new knowledge. For others of you, it will be water on the seed that's already been planted. But I'm thinking, God that He's going to give us an increase today. Amen. Notice with me in benefit of number one in verse three. It says, Who forgives all thine iniquities. That is good news. In Isaiah 43, 25, He said, I, even I, am He that blotteth out thy transgressions, and I will not remember your sins anymore. God has removed your sins as far as the east is from the west. You know, I'm glad He didn't say as far as the north is from the south. Because you can measure the North Pole from the South Pole. But you could start out and go East and head West and go around the world over and over again. There's no limit from East to West. It is immeasurable. And that is how far God's removed your sins from you. He doesn't remember them anymore. He does not want to remember them anymore. What in the world would He want to have all that junk in His mind for? Now the devil does remember them. And the devil tries to remind you of them. But you tell the devil, look devil, the man that committed those sins is dead. I am dead and my life is hid with Christ Jesus in God. Amen. I am no longer the man I used to be. I am now a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. Glory to God. That is shouting ground. In the book of Micah, it denotes that God has placed our sins in the depths of the sea. And you've all heard of Corrie ten Boom, that wonderful woman that was in that German concentration camp who survived just awful things and awful junk. She said, God has placed your sin and my sin in the sea of forgetfulness. And then she said, don't go fishing for them either. Stop rehearsing your past. You are not that alcoholic you used to be. If you're clean and you're sober in the natural, you're clean and sober by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of your testimony. Stop rehearsing the past. If you want your life to go in reverse, constantly rehearse your past. But if you want your life to move forward in God, keep your eyes on Him. Get a glimpse of your covenant with Him. Who you are, what you have, and what you can do in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, what about the sinner are the Christian that commits sin? I'm glad for 1 John 1.9. I said, I'm glad for 1 John 1.9. That says if we confess our sins. In other words, if we say the same thing about what we've been doing that the Word of God says not to do, we are in position to receive from Him. So confess your sins. And know this, that He is faithful and He is just to what? Forgive you. And to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Dear friend, if you're not where you should be in God, simply repent. If you're not where you should be, give your heart to Jesus afresh and anew. These are great benefits from our homeland. And then in verse 3 of Psalm 103, he said, He not only forgives us of our sin, but the Bible says, He healeth all thy diseases. Oh, come on, saints, that's shouting ground. He has healed me and healed you of each disease that the enemy tries to deal out to you. Now, I can say that not based upon the theology of Mark Thomas not based on the theology of Heart of the Bay, but I can base it on the theology of the Word of the living God from Genesis to Revelation, you will see woven within the Scriptures, healing power moving and healing power working in the lives of His people. The Bible said when they came out of Egypt, He brought them forth. I'm telling you, God's a God who will bring you forth. He'll bring you forth out of cancer. He'll bring you forth out of arthritis. He'll bring you forth out of AIDS. He'll bring you forth out of hepatitis. He brought them forth. How did he bring them forth? He brought them forth with silver and gold. He didn't bring them forth poverty stricken. He brought them forth with silver and gold. And the scripture says there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Do you know how many Jews were walking across the desert? How many Jews went through the Red Sea? I'm not exactly sure, but I expect it's at least 2 million. And you know, grandma and grandpa were there. And in the natural, sometimes grandmas and grandpas, they battled a little bit, but he brought them forth. And there was, oh, glory to God. I'm going to preach over here while he brings you forth with silver and gold. And there's not one feeble. Not one feeble among their tribes. Not only feeble, feeble physically, but feeble mentally. I can say based on the Word of God that in, on the same day, in the same body... Jesus Christ went to the cross, spirit, soul, and body, to redeem mankind, spirit, soul, and body. And Isaiah was so sure about it, he said this, Surely. He had some assurance there, didn't he? He said, Surely. Surely. Not Laverne and Shirley. Surely. I just dated myself. Surely. Surely. He has born. Carried to a distance our griefs. That literal word in the Hebrew is sicknesses. He bore our sicknesses. And He carried our pains, sorrows, literally. Yet we did esteem Him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Read the rest with me. But He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And with His stripes... We are healed. Say that last phrase again. And with his stripes, we are healed. And with his stripes, we are healed. Shout it from the housetops. Shout it in your midnight hour. Shout it when the report comes back bad. Hey, I hear the prophet saying, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord speaks, friends, of resurrection power, and the arm of the Lord will be revealed to those who believe the report. Now say it real strong with me. I believe believe the report report of of Isaiah 53, verse 3 through 5. And so we see then another benefit of our homeland, which we can cash into, if you will, or tap into, is not only the forgiveness of sins, but also the healing for our physical bodies. And you know, it is important that we be strong in this day and in this hour. The Bible says that when we know God, we will be strong and we will carry out great exploits. So... Benefit number two is he healeth thy diseases. Benefit number three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Now notice this. Read that first part. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Man, that, I like that. See, Satan is a destroyer. He wants to destroy mankind. That is part, if you will, of his agenda in the earth today to steal to kill and to destroy. But we have a Redeemer who has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's redeemed you from poverty, He's redeemed you from sickness, and He's redeemed you from spiritual death. Now, I looked that word destruction up yesterday, and literally it means corruption. He redeems your life from corruption. Another translation says, the pit. Well, He's redeemed us from the pit. Amen. The pit of what? The pit of hell. When He redeems your life from destruction, He redeems you from going to a place that He never wants anyone to go to. Hell was not made for God's people. Hell was not made for the people that you see every day of your life. Hell was made for the devil and his angels, if you will, that rebelled. And no man and no woman will go there because of what they've done. But they will go there for who they reject. I want to say that very clearly. Nobody will ever go there for what they've done. But they will go there for who they reject. See, Jesus Christ gave his life for you. He hung on that cross for you. He shed His blood for you. He went into the pit of the earth for three days and three nights. And three days later, glory to God, He came out with resurrection power. And He said, all hell, I was dead, but now I'm alive. And listen, friends. You don't have to recount and to remember all your sins to be saved. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you will believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. This is the gospel. I said this is the gospel. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Because with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So He redeems our life from destruction, but He didn't stop there. Isn't that a good benefit? I like that, don't you? I don't want to go to hell. I was on my way there. I had one foot in. But I had a praying mama. And I had a praying wife that I hadn't met yet. Who knew how to intercede on the farm in Pawnee, Oklahoma. Who knew in her heart that she was going to marry someone like me. Oh, I tell you, amazing grace that saved a fool, a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was bound, but now I'm free. And that's your testimony today. There's no pit too deep that the power of God and the love of God and the blood of Jesus will not reach in and pull you out and set your feet on a solid rock. Woo! Glory to God. This is the gospel. This is the good news. Glory to God. And many of you have a testimony of the same thing. But I urge you today, I implore you today, don't miss the opportunity to open your heart to Jesus Christ. So, He redeems our life from destruction. And then, He crowns us. I like that word, crown. I looked the word crown up, and the word crown means He surrounds us. Yeah. Pastor Tom preached on favor last week. The Bible says, with favor, He encompasses us yeah. as with a what? Yeah. As with a shield. Yeah. So, the favor of God is encompassing you. It's crowning you. It's all who glory. I'm a favorite of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're a favorite. (laughs) Glory to God. You're a favorite of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's crowning you. He's crowning you. The Bible says with what? Loving kindness. And what? Tender mercies. Now the word loving kindness. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? It's not one of these, well, you know, God loves you, and though He does, and it carries with it that thought. But He crowns you with loving kindness means this. He readily encircles and surrounds your life with His goodness. Whoo, glory to God. Now, I know in full gospelism and charismaticism, you know, people say, well, the Lord is good. The Lord, you know, it becomes kind of a cliché. But in reality, when we're talking about the goodness of God, we're talking about who He is and what He has in Him. The goodness of God is equated with the glory of God. And when the glory of God encircles you and encompasses you as with a shield, that means that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. That means that no evil is going to befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Oh, thank you, Lord. He crowns me. Say that real strong. He crowns me. He crowns my family. He crowns my property. He crowns my pastor with goodness. I can hear the psalmist saying strong in my spirit today surely, surely, goodness and mercy. Are going to follow me all the days of my life. And when it's over here, I'm going to dwell in the house. I'm going to live in the house of the Lord forever. Woo. I'm looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. But I'm not waiting till I get to the table in glory to partake of his goodness. Because the Bible says he prepared a six course meal for me and you right here in the presence of our enemies. That rat devil can't get to the table. He may get close to the, to the table, but you're in this earth and you're at the table. Just keep him right under your feet. The psalmist said, Oh, how great is your goodness. Listen, friends. Expect His goodness. Amen. Expect His favor. Amen. When you're out there in the world, expect His favor. Yeah. The Bible says He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. But He goes on to say, He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now notice the next part of the verse. Glory to God. Help me out. He satisfies. Yeah. Whoo, he satisfies. He satisfies. He satisfies, He satiates. The word satisfied carries with it the thought of excess and abundance. He satisfies thy mouth. That's both naturally and spiritually. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He satisfies your mouth. He satisfies my mouth with what? Good things. He has what in store for you? Good things. Come on now, some of you need to get with it a little bit. What kind of things does He have in store for you? Why is that? Because the Lord is good, good to who? Me. All the Wow, you're good. <laughs> he satisfies our mouth with good things. That's also relationally. It's awesome to have a good marriage. It's awesome to have great friendships. That's a good thing. It's awesome to have children that are taught of the Lord and discipled by Him. And when they're older, they will not depart. It's a heritage of the Lord to have your table filled with grandchildren and grandsons. Amen? He satisfies your mouth with good things. And listen, friend, if you're a single parent, take heart. God can restore unto you the years that the enemy has ripped you off of. You know what? You didn't need that old rat anyhow. You didn't need that. <laughs> Come on. Well, we better move on. You don't have to wait. Wait. To enjoy the goodness of God till you get married again. Enjoy the goodness of God in the landscape of your life here and now. Oh, I'll be happy then and oh, I'll be happy when. Happy, happy, happy. Happy is based on circumstances. But joy is a spiritual force. That strengthens you and removes depression and oppression far from your tent. I got a word from heaven today for some of you today. No more sad. Be no more sad. If you stay sad, things will stay bad. We've all got something to be sad about. But what we've got to be glad about far outweighs, exceeds anything we've got to be sad about. Now, I'm not talking about having some phony, baloney, spiritual thing, you know, where we're just, you know, all up here all the time. No, we live in this world. But while we're going through the valley of the shadow of death... We can look unto Him. He is the author of our joy and He will strengthen us. You know, the Bible says to be of good cheer. What does that mean, be of good cheer? Well, it means cheer up. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Cheer up. You ever seen that clown, that rubber clown that, you know, that shows up for parties and, you know, and the kids hit it That rubber clown goes down, comes back up. Isn't that the way life is sometimes? We're like that. Well, we're new creations, but we're kind of like that rubber clown. We may get hit and get knocked down, but bless God, we keep coming up. We keep coming up. We keep coming up. See, the Bible says, cheer up, not tear up. Everyone say, cheer up, not tear up. up. Nothing wrong with tears. But did you know that tears can become a channel that you become used to, that you stay on, and in any situation where life goes wrong, people immediately go to that station? Because they're so used to yielding to sorrow, they're so used to yielding to grief. And to sadness. But the word of the Lord today is, part of your homeland benefit is no more sad. sad. Because He will make you glad. Don't you know that that the enemy is the author of depression? And the enemy is the author of sadness? But not only is he the author of those things, he's the author of discouragement and he is the author of negativity and complaining. Oh yeah, he's got 500 channels. What's the name of that big thing, you know, digital whatever? Direct TV. 5000 channels. You surf on that day all day long. You'll be an idiot by the end of the day. Now you've gone to meddling, Pastor. You were doing real good. You were preaching real good. I think I'll file a disclaimer for myself. (laughs) Somebody say, no more sad. No more sad. Steve, if you... Stay sad, things will stay bad. But if you'll cheer up instead of tearing up and changing channels. Now don't misunderstand me. Sometimes we've been doing these things so long that it automatically goes to those channels. Are you listening to me? If you're a complainer and a whiner, when you turn the remote on, it's going to go to the complain and remain channel. Or if you're constantly tearing up, when you should be cheering up, it'll take you immediately over to the channel called grief. But there's other channels. There's God TV. There is... The word of the living God available to you 24-7 where you can saturate yourself in the word of God and in the anointing of God. And if you'll just be steadfast and discipline yourself, when the enemy tries to get you to swerve and to waver, say, no, devil, we're staying right here. We're staying with our thoughts. We're staying with our minds set on him. So He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you and He crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. So that your youth... I'm not talking old no nomas. I'm talking bold all the time. How about you? So He renews that your youth is renewed just like the eagle's. When we were in Alaska, we saw tons of eagles. What a majestic bird spreading their wings and just soaring over the clouds and the circumstances below. Eagles have sight that humans don't have. Their sight is so very keen that they can see things from miles away they can know exactly where to go and what to do because they are equipped with sight beyond the norm every spring this eagle goes and sheds its feathers and when that eagle sheds its feathers it come out it comes out looking brand new listen carefully it does not matter how old that eagle is. If that eagle will stay by the stuff and shed its feathers every spring, an old eagle will look like a brand new eagle, a renewed eagle, a restored eagle, ready to soar and strong over the circumstance of life. Amen. Listen, friends those that be planted in God's house. They're going to be strong. They're going to soar. They're going to overcome. And I'm looking at a congregation of eagles. Thank you for those three week amens. I'm looking at a congregation of eagles who are being renewed and being restored. Come on. Yeah, you might have had some bad months. You might have had some bad years, but it's a new day. It's a new day, and they that wait upon the Lord, woo, glory to God, shall mount up their wings like an eagle. And in this hour in the day, they'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. These are our homeland benefits. Now, listen very carefully, because I'm going to introduce what I'm going to talk to you about tonight. In the United States of America, we have the Department of Homeland Security. Right? And I was preaching to a bunch of vets last Sunday and one that was being uh, deployed to Iraq for the third time and little Ricky was there. He was a screaming eagle in the army and he had seen a lot of things. I am so thankful for our men and our women that don't tuck tail and move to Canada. Yeah, but there's so much wrong with the United States of America. There's so much wrong with with this person running America. Listen, how would you like that job? I'm not going to criticize President Bush, President Obama, or President Clinton. I'm going to pray for them out of my spirit. Because I know that they face a big dilemma. And they face a big job. I'm not here to preach republicanism or democratism. I'm here to preach to you the word of the living God. And if we'll stop complaining about this country and start rejoicing about what's right in this country, then things can begin to turn for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. And I think the greatest thing about President Obama becoming the President of the United States is that he's the first African American to stand in that office. You may not agree with everything he says. You may not agree with everything he does. But I tell you what, it is a remarkable, historic event. And it is encouraging people from many, many walks of life. Don't complain. Pray, pray, pray. Come on, everyone. Pray, pray, pray. The world has tried to sell us on the new normal. Well, it may be normal for you to decrease. And it might be, this might be normal. No. How many of you know it's normal for the world? But we're citizens (laughs) of the homeland called heaven. And he didn't say, I would supply your needs according to Washington, D.C. Come on, somebody. He said, I supply all your need according to my riches in glory, by Christ Jesus. God has a system that supersedes the system of this world. There is a system called world, but there is a higher system called word. And the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free from the laws of sin and death. Amen. So let me introduce this to you very quickly. We are thankful for our Department of Homeland Security. Are we not? Yes. But there is in the kingdom of God another benefit. Amen. And it is called Homeland Security from Heaven. Amen. And I looked the word security up. And I found out that the word security means to be safe. Amen. That the word security means to be protected that the word security means to be kept from harm and from danger now I could slip into another hour preaching right now but I ain't going to do it because I want you to get the things that the spirit of God is saying about your security in Christ listen another definition for security means to be free from anxiety it means to be free from fear. One of the greatest benefits of our homeland security is to be able to go through life carefree and worry free. And that's a whole message right there. But the last one I want to deal with today, in just a few moments, is also the word security carries with it this thought of being. Confident. See, when a person is secure, what are they? They're confident. When a person is insecure, oftentimes they have a spirit of rejection about them. And they're afraid to get around people because, after all, they don't measure up. You know what? The measuring stick is not your past, the measuring stick is not your weight. The measuring stick is not your hair. Somebody says, well, I only have one hair. I only got one dollar. Hey, comb your hair. Comb your hair. Go to McDonald's and spend your dollar. Hey. Amen. Amen. And get yourself a happy meal. Hallelujah. Is that right? Yeah, but everyone's going to Denny's. Well, you may not be on Denny's level. Go to Mickey Mac. (laughs) Insecurities hold people back. But the word security means glory to God. It means to be confident. Listen very carefully. I can hear Paul saying to the church at Philippi, being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you, he will complete it before he returns. And then I can hear Paul writing to the church at Ephesus saying to the praise of his glory, who hath caused you to to be accepted in the beloved. You're not the rejected trying to get accepted. You are the accepted and Satan's trying to make you rejected. You will always find your liberty and your security in the Word of God. No matter the color of your hair, the color of your skin, how skinny you are, or how much you weigh, your security is not based on those things. Your security comes from homeland. Everybody stand up. Let's give Him praise today. That's long enough.